Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. Yeah. Hey, here's a real question for Ray or Mike D or Scuba. I call you guys the executives of the show. How about that? The show executives? Well, that, that oh. sounds like they run, like... Well, they know. do run the show. Well, they're not like the CEOs and the CFOs but of the every show. every executive's not the CEO or CFO. I sure. like it. The executives of the this, show. I don't like that. Why, why? why not? And Scuba Steve's the executive producer. Yeah, but, but we should be executives, you know? But you're not. You're like, we should be in private jets. It's like, you're not, but you're not. <laughs> it's nice cars it's and It's stuff. like if you play for the Cubs, you may be up front, but there are still executives that are making decisions. You, you, you get to be the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, I guess That's so. That's awesome. Right yeah, Everybody right wants point. to be the Cubs. Yeah. All right. If Eddie wants to do this for a couple of days, have at it, dude. Here's my laptop. Well, he helps you all the time. Take my phone and take my laptop. You got it. I do help Scuba a lot. Sounds like don't hit the girl. Right. Take my phone and <laughs> take my laptop. Oh. Anyway, to the executives oh. of the show, the inner executives, how long does a post show have to be for us to post it minimally? I think 15 minutes, but that would, so it, it depends on the ad markers of what we do, but minimum 15 minutes. Okay. I ask because this will not be able to be a long one, but I need to know what I need to give to make it um, substantial enough for it to be up on the feed. Put upable. Because we only have, you know, 15, actually 15, 16 minutes to do this. And then listeners too, it's like, are you cool if we just do a 15 minute one? Would you rather have that than nothing? Or would you rather just shut up and, and do this? So, so it's up to you guys. And up to you guys, meaning the executives of the show and the listeners. 
I yeah. think 15 is great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's palatable if oh. you're on a short drive or you're on a quick lunch break. Okay. You're 15 minutes ago. We're already killing part of that 15, but yep. I appreciate it. Do you agree with the Let's exec? see what Executive Ray has to say. I agreed with everything Scooby no, no, said. No, 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 no. Hey, he's Just, a yes man. They have those in the executive oh, he's line. he's that guy. <laughs> he's a yes man. <laughs> oh, I agree with Steve. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Steve sure. has valid points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> those are very... <laughs> <laughs> a great idea, Steve. We like that. Yeah. I like that direction, Steve. Okay, anyway, um, we're going <laughs> to... Okay. Uh, Every me, company knows that let guy. Me, yeah, they're everywhere. Let me run through some stories. I got And I have some things I need to I say agree with that, personally. A uh, Maryland man discovered that a for, uh, forgotten lottery ticket tucked away in his car's glove compartment was worth $30,000. The guy, a dump truck driver... Identified as 66-year-old Larry, said he has a habit of buying lottery tickets and storing them in the glove box. Larry said that he was going through his glove compartment to check through a pile of unused lottery tickets, and he found a winner from July 26th. Pretty recent, though. Yeah, it's not that long. But it's like a week. Oh, quote: When I first saw it, I thought I went 300 bucks. Then, 10,000. Then there was a multiplier. Mm. So he went 30,000. It's from UPI. That's pretty cool. Uh, Vince Scully passed away, which. It's awesome and sad at the same time. Vince Scully was 94 years old, and Vince Scully was calling Dodger games for 67 years. That's, that's unbelievable. The awesome, that's, yeah. that's the awesome part. Like, you get to recognize that because if you're not a Dodgers fan, you probably heard Vince Scully occasionally, or you'd seen his picture, and maybe you didn't know it was. If you're a sports fan, you knew Vince Scully. But in, you do anything for 67 years. That's awesome. So, you know what? Vince Scully, that. that you're probably listening right now. He's probably up above going to, That's right. well, now I don't have to worry about logging on to something. I can listen to whatever. <laughs> I'm in heaven. So he's probably listening to us right now. Oh. And that is awesome. Uh, Vince Scully, just one of the best, if not the best to ever do it. Here is one of his most historic calls. But the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. So again, the two numbers, age 94, it's a pretty good year to live to. Oh, your yeah. 94th year, that's awesome. And he spent 67 years calling Dodgers games. So Vince Scully, rest in peace. Pretty cool. Speaking of numbers, Dane Cook is engaged. And so... Congrats, dude. Yes, absolutely. What's wrong with that? He's nothing. Nothing, is, is, nothing is wrong. I'm just is gonna, he still doing comedy? I actually was in California once and he popped in on the show. And was actually pretty funny. He used to do like stadiums. Well, he, I, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. It has nothing to do with this, but it reminds me of something that happened yeah. last night. So 50-year-old Dane Cook is engaged to his longtime love, 23-year-old Kelsey Taylor. Oh, that's yeah. why you said Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> longtime love? Well, see, there's a... Okay, now we're, sure on, now we're on to a conversation here. Yeah. I got no problem with it, first of all. Rock and roll. Everybody good? It's fine. No rules being broken. Yeah, they're in love. They're Great. married. Love it. But you said longtime well, love. Okay, okay. Love you said that again. Thanks for reminding me from what I thought six seconds ago. <laughs> so they've been together a while. I mean, they've been together a while. And so we talked about this on the show a few years ago. So they're engaged. They, they spent five years together. Now. Whoa. Just do uh, a, so whoa. That's what I'm just saying. Do a hey, hold on, hold on. So like I've been walk saying. It, walk for, it back. Lunch. So, so 23 mm-hmm. minus five. five is 18. Got That's it. when he said that he Legit. would. Do him, though. He's 50 minus 5, so 45 with an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. So basically, he lives by the rule I live by, that once they walk that stage, Stop they move it. that tassel Stop from it. the left to the right, it's all gravy. But what if they're – okay, that's creepy. But what if they uh, no, are no. already 18, but they haven't moved the tassel? No, you can't do that. Okay, so yours is literal. What if they're 18, but they don't graduate? Walk, they don't walk? Mm-hmm. GED. 
GED's okay. Okay. <laughs> but they, they got to be out of high school. I mean, that's the, the key. You can't I – mean, I mean, if he went to prom, oh, my gosh. No, he can't. At 46? But I'm 42. I can't imagine. Can't and my that. wife and I are 12 years apart. And that there's almost no age difference with us except for cultural things, meaning – Austin Powers in the scene where he can't move his car around. Caitlin didn't know what that was. That's usually on, the only things that she's like, I don't know what that is. That's usually the only difference in what our life together is she'll be like, Billy Joel, show me five pictures. Let me identify him. I don't know who that is. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So other than that, there's no difference with us, but I would just think 46 and 18, that would be pretty significant because my wife had been through college, moved off and worked to a whole different city, decided to go back, stayed, stayed with her job in oil and gas and went and got her master's. Like, she's done, like, real life stuff. 18. And she's also very mature. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good, too. Well, this girl's probably pretty mature. <laughs> no. No. We anyway, don't know. We don't know. Dane Cook, I saw him. I was at, um, like, the comedy store or something, and he, they were like, hey, no, special, because comedians, famous, they'll just drop in if they have some work to do. I would compare it on a much, 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 much lower level to when I called the Bluebird. I was like, hey, do you care if I come and play, do, do a, little, a set here on this night? And they were like, no, we'd love it. And so, but Dane Cook did that and he came out and he was, he was pretty funny and he was just practicing material. And so, but I was playing the Opry last night um, and then I did my thing and Eddie was doing his thing beside me and together we did a thing called the Raging Idiots. And so we're playing and we come off stage and I'm talking to some guys there and they're like, hey, yeah. They, they managed some comedians and they were talking to me about Hey, we should go on the road. And I was like, Ariam, but I'm doing it here in town. And I said, also, they said, do you ever go to Zany's, the comedy club? I said, no, because I did not come up through the clubs. And what I found is comedians that I know are like, you're not a real comedian because you didn't come up through the clubs. And they can be resentful for that. And I didn't go through the clubs. I just started playing theaters, which is unfair in their mind because they paid their dues. And I understand it because if I were to see somebody go on a reality show and then they get a nationally syndicated radio show, like one boom, boom, I'd be like, wait, are they really any, any good? Like how to, so I understand it, but yeah. that's why I don't, but then they talked about Dane Cook and they said why, that's why he was hated because he got so famous so quick. He didn't really have to cut his teeth in clubs. Yeah. Oh. Then what fault. happened? Um, then like everything else, what goes up must come down. And if it's good, it eventually goes back up. Here's what America loves. You ready? You want to know what America yeah, loves? Yeah, what does America love? America loves the story of an underdog making it to the top because it makes them feel like they also can make it to the top. You know what else America loves? They love to knock somebody down from the top back down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you, oftentimes you see it with the same people. Underdog at the top, we love it. It's awesome. All right, cancel them. Boom, back down to the bottom. And then America loves to see them bounce back again. We're fr- we like to watch a freaking tennis match. Boing, 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 yeah. boing. So that's what's up. Huh. And Dan Cook's kind of having a little revival, honestly. Of his career. It's pretty cool. So that's it. That's the story about Dane Cook. I mean, that's, hey, she's pretty hot, though. I Googled. She's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, rugby player loses his favorite testicle in a freak accident. His favorite? Yeah, we all, all guys have <laughs> Yeah, favorite. you have a favorite. Wait, what? Wait, you have a favorite testicle? Why, why can't you play in the joke? Why can't you play in the joke? It's definitely why, the, We could have convinced her. Guys, I fell for why it. Why can't you play in the joke? I fell for You're it. You're a guy. You're yeah. such an idiot. Who knew to play in the joke? Mike? <laughs> Lunchbox knew immediately. Right. Yeah, Lunchbox came in and was like, oh, I feel you. We're going with a joke. We're walking towards it together. Hey, uh, what, we have a favorite, guys? <laughs> no, Eddie, come on. You guys were playing the game. You know what I was doing? I'm like, well, maybe I need one. <laughs> and then I started thinking, like, well, which one would it be? <laughs> what an idiot. Ray, would you have played in the joke? Yeah, I was going to go with strong side, so right. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, okay. We could have had these girls going, we can't believe that. <laughs> well, so is that really in the title? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So why? Why is it in the title? Yeah, is he playing a joke? And what he calls a freak accident, his favorite testicle, the left one, exploded <laughs> after taking a direct shot from the knee. Had to be removed. He's probably making a little joke. Yeah. Eddie. Gosh, his... We would have convinced... You want to know how to ruin a comedy bit? I'm sorry, guys. I thought it they was a real thing. They would have left today and told people, you know what I found out today? It would have been old text over their girls. Yeah. Oh, did you know guys have favorite text? We'd have been like, yeah, because that one's a little bigger. And like, <laughs> also, we can hear the ocean. We'd, we'd have gone on to things. Every woman that listened to this would have texted oh, their husband and been like, do you really have oh. a favorite testicle? Jeez. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, guys, I don't have one. Eddie, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Uh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. And cook. Um, I have the biggest grossing touring acts in the last 40 years. And what that means is how much money they make. This is crazy. Now, what they took home. Something I've, um, well, no. No, that's, that's net. net. I was going to talk about the difference here. Gosh, oh. So let me give uh, a touring artist. I'll now use someone, and I don't know their finances, but I'm just going to use them as an example. Jimmy Allen. I uh, know Jimmy well. I love Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's kind of killing it right now. It's pretty awesome. But let's say Jimmy goes out and he does a show and they're going to pay him $100,000 to do a show. I don't know that that's the case. Up or down, just saying crap at this point. So Jimmy's like, I'll sign that deal, 100000 So Jimmy plays a show for 100000 bucks. Well, everything that show costs is going to cost him about $30,000 to just do the show. Band, travel, lights, yada, yada, yada. So let's go first at 100000 You take about... 25% out of that for taxes. So you got 75,000. It's going to cost you about 30,000 to get all your people in. So now you got about 45,000. So Jimmy's going to end up playing that show and making all in 35,000 bucks or so. So same thing with an athlete's contract. I mean, oh, I just had a $200 million deal. By the way, don't cry tears. But that's after taxes, obviously, agent fees, depending on how much you make. All of that, the $200 million deal, you can end up with about Ninety-five to one hundred and five million dollars. Um, Not bad. Oh, it's awesome. I would love to have <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm just comparing. I'm just, yeah. You know, like the girl was talking about on. She's on Ephesia. Uh, What's it called? Euphoria. Thank you. And oh. so she's on that show, <laughs> and she's like, "I can't even take a break for six months." And we're like, "We don't care. Stop crying. Nobody can. This is real life, baby." She's like, "Well, I wish it was like the old days when the actors made." Okay, what? Well, it ain't the old days. And so, but then I explained, if she makes it twenty-five thousand an episode, it's more like. 12 mm-hmm. and eight, eight episodes. Yeah, so she made like 90 grand. Not that much. And that's a good living. But it's definitely not go away for six months living. So all that being said, gross is what they're, was what Jimmy was paid at the beginning. The 100,000. Yes. So I'm just going to gross. Net is what you go away with. You've explained that too before of As like, gross. oh, gross. That number because it's high and it's gross because you don't get to keep yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's how I remember it. And then you have the it. net, yeah. and then you it's like you're fishing, and the net is what you caught. Whatever's left. What's Dang. left? Dang. You can tell yeah. me you remember his lesson. I do. Look at you. Yeah, that's well, a good no, one. I have to remember that. It's not me. I'm trying to teach. That's why I, I have know, to remember you it myself. That, you said that once, and it stuck with me. You ever thought of becoming a teacher? No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different story, different day. But oh, all, what I left out of Jimmy's too when I, why I dropped another ten. He's got to then pay his agent. He's then got to pay his management. Yep. Agent, 10%. Management, 15%. Gross. That is gross. so gross. <laughs> All that is gross. But hopefully those people helped him get a little more. And we're more. not crying about it. I'm just That's just the education yes. of the process. Yes. Uh, biggest grossing acts. Are we clipping or no? We'll clip five up. I'll give you 10 to five, no clip. 
Paul McCartney at 10 made over a billion dollars. Whoa! Metallica at nine. Eagles at eight. Billion. Bon, bon Jovi at seven, 1.3 billion. Celine Dion at six, 1.3 billion. And living in the same place and not having to tour. Ooh. Vegas, take going from home, just straight up driving over. Not this. a lot of difference from the gross and the net on that one. Still a pretty significant difference. But I mean. But not as much. Different, yes. yeah. Because yeah. she's not having to pay for all the, the stage or the travel. Amazing. Yeah, that'd be, dang, that'd be awesome. Oh. That'd be awesome. Number five. $1.39 billion for the last 40 years, Madonna. Why these acts are older is because they've had a longer time to do it. Like, if there's somebody who's been killed, like Post Malone, he's only been around five, seven years. Yeah, he's not He doesn't have... A, no, he's making a ton of money, but these people have made oh. money. This is a 40-year window. But here's what's in- interesting about Madonna. She, didn't, she hasn't performed in years. Right, but it's, again, for 20 of that... The front 20 of yes, that. Yes, which was a lot. It's a, it's a massive Very one, heavy. Uh, number three, Elton John. $1.75 billion. Oh, my gosh. Number two, the first one to, well, there's two of them that clips $2 billion. Do you know who they are, guys? Have you I do. This? No idea. Who no. do you think is one and two, Lunchbox? You need either one, Amy or as well. 40 years, last 40 years. Well, I would have said the Beatles, but they're all dead. So oh, I They're not four. all dead. Sorry, I skipped four. Bruce Springsteen is at four. One point five billion. Nice. Thank you, Rick. Oh. Got a little excited to get to the top. And Paul McCartney was a Beatle, so he was on the list. Oh. Who you got, Lunchbox? Amy, who you got? Prince. Interesting. Uh. That's an interesting guess. He made a lot of money, right? Yeah. Okay, but he ain't it. Well, I'm, I'm going to let Amy guess first. I Amy? know. I'm trying to think of anybody because... Who's been around this? The Wiggles. No, I'm kidding. No. Yeah, they probably made a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, but would the Beatles have made a lot, or they've been dead too long? They've been dead too long. I mean, they've they're been, not all dead. They've been right, but the they Beatles weren't a band been, anymore, I know Paul yes. McCartney. But, but if John 10. Lennon died in eighty, eighty-one, yeah, mm-hmm. that's four. That's forty years. So they wouldn't even have been a band in the whole span yeah. of this. Oh, so the I band gotcha. is dead. The band, the, but they have, the band hasn't toured in this at all in this. Right. Uh, U two is at number two. Wow. Two point one billion. That just came to my head. No, it didn't. But, but, but you no, always say that, but you don't say it. I, I didn't know. I, I just knew his name. I, 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 I know you don't say it. <laughs> when did they start? Stammering. Oh, you don't know. I had oh, you two. You two just came to my head. Late seventies. Well, we know when you're stammering. No, no, you, you ain't two, telling the truth. Hey, hey, hey look. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you two just came to my head right before you said it. Uh, okay, who's about to come to your head right now? Rolling Stones. That's number one. Rolling Stones. Oh, oh, let's go. He did that one. That one you knew. See? He that called one, it. I got the top see, two. That one you knew. It got the top two. Okay. Dang. Good job. Play my winning song. Good job. No, there's no... The radio. So Rolling Stones made over $2 billion. They're still touring. But see, those they're shows, old, right? Yeah. Like the U2 and the Rolling Stones shows, there's a lot of production. Like the U2 show is a huge A lot of production, production. But, a, but a stadium. Too. Yes, so a so lot of tickets. You, yes, so it... But, man, do you go out there? Like, I've, I've gone to U2 shows, and outside there are, like, 50 uh, 18-wheelers. 5-0. Oh, yeah, and I heard... Up. And they do two, but they have two crews. Boom. They go to the next stadium, too. Lunchbox, there are two stages. And while one of them's playing, the other city's setting up in the next one for the next day, and there's always one stage in front of the other. Garth was doing that for a while when huh. the shows were close. Crazy. Running two stages. I believe that is what I was told. So that's got to be expensive. Gross. Ugh. But it's Gross. very expensive. But if it wasn't worth it, they wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, if you were getting a billion dollars, I'd do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> goodness. I yeah, would do that. Same. I would. Yeah. Would, I think everybody would, would do, do that. that. I would do it. Um, I mean, what else do I have here? Eddie's kids saw him on a billboard and it started an argument. Yes, because, and I didn't even realize this, but 
I guess my my son that we've ado- we adopted a little over a year ago, he doesn't realize, I guess, what I do for a living. And so one of my boys spotted us, me, the Raging Idiots, on the on a billboard, and they're like, look, it's dad. And I guess our, you know, seven-year-old, he's like, why would dad be on a billboard? Like, that's not dad. There's no way that was dad. Because it was one of those, you know, where it comes on and then it kind of the TV, the, the digital picture flips to another thing, whatever. And so by the time he looked at it, it wasn't there anymore. He's like, there's no reason dad would be on a billboard. And they had to be like, oh, like, this is what dad does. He does things on the radio and they have a band and stuff. And he's like, really? Yeah. You ever talk to your kids? Well, yeah, but not really about that <laughs> stuff. It is like, yeah, I never told him what I did for a living. Well, it's it's tricky because even if I say like, yeah, I they work. They don't ever on- hear it on the radio though? Like you're. On the way to school. But I guess it's been summer, you know? Like they yeah. don't really listen to the mornings. But- I didn't even know we're on a billboard. But Eddie told me that I was like, I didn't even care about the rest. Like we were on a billboard? I didn't know that either. It's pretty cool, <laughs> man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. My dad was never on a billboard. Didn't he though like <laughs> do something bad? <laughs> nah. No, not bad. But didn't he like buy billboard posts and um, like light posts and stuff? No, what my dad did. It was crazy. He would go to uh, like utility companies, like power companies, like say Nashville Power, Nashville Electric, and whatever equipment they had, light poles. Uh, okay, so I'm lights. not crazy. I'm no, not no, crazy. no. Okay, whatever they had that wasn't up to par, like it wouldn't pass inspection. My dad would buy it for like dirt, dirt cheap, and he would just like make it work and sell it all into Mexico. He made so much money doing this, Wait, like in drive the 80s. it in, or have would somebody from Mexico come Me- get Mexican it? governments would come pick it all up, and they we would load. I worked at the warehouse. We would load up the truck by with government. Yeah, like uh, Real counties, counties and stuff or whatever, and they would come. We'd load up the truck. He would sell a bunch of streetlights. My dad powered probably eighty percent of Mexican streets, and he made money by buying the, the crap and selling crap. It off. Like, yeah, I'd do that. I would do that. I mean, yeah, that's for a lot cool. of money. Uh, easy. Uh, I yes. mean, how did he get? In, I want to know how he got in contact with the Mexican government. He well, lived, they lived on the border. Yeah, we lived right on the border. Oh, okay, so. so you can just go knock on their door. Or what? No, so he knew people in the the town across the river. It started with them, and then people were like, "Hey, where'd you get your streetlights from?" Oh, dude, you got it from this guy right here in Texas. Boom. Word of mouth. Yeah, dude. Next, he, we were, we would go to Mexico all the time because my dad was doing business down there. That's interesting. For, very interesting. And scary. Any shady people ever show up? Oh, yeah, dude. One time, this was funny. One time, we loaded up a whole truck of, of streetlights, and the guys came to pick it up. They're like, hey, um, uh, we're going to go uh, get something to eat or whatever, but we don't have any transportation. You, you mind if we just like just take the truck right down the road? And we're like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Just come back. And so they took off, and like with the load and everything, never paid my dad. Like straight up ripped off. They would do that and, and then the truck? in the truck and the truck and the truck, everything. They just took it and never came back. Never did business with them again. And that was the way they, they give money because my dad would do cash sometimes and they would be like one, two, three, four. And they would kind of just like two, two bills, three bills in one. And so my dad would like count the money and be like, no, this is only 500. Like you said, it was a thousand. And they'd be like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. And they check the pockets. It was just scams after scams all the time. Man, these governments were very shady. You're not incriminating your dad, are you? No. Cool. All right. Thanks. Hey, 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 this was in the 80s, man. Oh, yeah. Long, long, long time, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Um, I posted something on Instagram. It's a couple pictures of Eddie and I performing last night. We were doing our thing at the Grand Ole Opry. And it's crazy to me, and you guys may notice this too, even on the show account, how quickly, as soon as you post a picture, and Morgan, you maybe you can tell me how, as soon as I post a picture, people are there, this, those little scam accounts. Oh, are they're like, so bad. We got $3,000 to somebody. I'll help change someone's life. I have a herpes virus. 
but it's like immediately. Yes, there's like three different kinds. There's the investment ones. There's the ones that say send it to your like local Tennessee something, and then there's the sexual ones. Oh yeah, dirty. Here's one. I'm paying five thousand bucks to the first ten people to hit me up now with blessing because it's a golden opportunity. Stay blessed, y'all. That's a scam. Don't do it. Don't ever. But how do they do it so quickly? Because I put it up and it's instantly up. I don't know. I haven't been able to figure it out, and I've been trying to find ways to get them permanently removed, so I'm working on that. If I find the the cure, I'll give it to you if I can figure it out. I don't take mine off immediately, and here's why. Because you put something up, Instagram will push along the things that are doing well, and I use those as, good, as comments until it builds up, and then I take them off. Oh. But I don't think they're working in our favor. Why? From what I've understood with Instagram, because they'll recognize it as spam. And not a true comment? Yeah. But how do we know they're not true? Now I start believing them. <laughs> I'm telling them, no, yeah, they're good. Um, okay, there's that. I'm not sure, though. That's just all what I've been trying to figure out lately. Uh, I have. There was um, a guy back in the 90s and 2000s. He was on ESPN as one of the main anchors. He then went over to Comedy Central and did The Daily Show before Jon Stewart did it. And then he had his own late night uh, talk show on CBS. His name was Craig Kilborn. And I was a big fan of Craig Kilborn because I watched him in all the spots. And so, I don't know. He started following me on Instagram. I think I Craig Kilborn follows you on Instagram. Yeah, so follow, that's awesome. Hear me out here. But that's pretty cool. Just hear me out though, okay. before you think it's cool, because it is cool. But so he's Mr. Craig Kilborn on Instagram, and he was posting some stuff, and I, I was like, oh yeah, freaking Craig Kilborn, I loved him. He's on social media. Followed him, and I'd write a comment like, hey, that's funny, or love, blah blah blah, whatever. Rarely comment anything, but I put a couple up there. He started following me. And I'm like, holy crap, Craig Kilborn's following me. Like, this is a big deal to me. Like, one of the guys when I was younger dialed in all three places. And so every once in a while, because I didn't want to come off as creepy or a massive fan, I just reply to a story. Be like, hey, buddy. And then I would go to a DM. Yeah. And yeah. so I'd go to his DMs. And so I'm, gonna, I'm getting, getting to a place here. I'm going to go and pull up. I'm not going to say anything he ever said to me, cause he, but he never said anything weird or, or bad. But I saw where he started a new podcast. And I said, that's awesome. I'll have to go podcast that. Need more Kilby. You said that. Well, that's his nickname, Kilby. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, thanks, man. I'll have to have you on as a guest sometime. Congrats on all your success, Bobby. I said, wow, Greg Kilborn's talking to me. Oh, awesome. that's really neat. Yeah. Where is this going? So every once in a while, I'll put a little comment up there. And every once in a while, he'll like, I can see, like, liked up one of my pictures on Instagram. And I'm like, wow, it was Greg Gilmore crazy. Exchanged a couple comments. Well, so he's out doing press now for his podcast because he just launched a guy like three episodes out, I believe. It's really good. If you're into sports and you like Kilborn, he's had Ryan Rossillo, uh, he's had Michelle Beadle, and he just had Ian. Um, Rapp- no. Uh, Ian Eagle, I think so it was. Ian okay. Eagle, who's also the, the voice of the Nets. And so I said, I sent him a message. I was like, hey, man. And he also was on a podcast that I listen to all the time, Pardon My Take, doing press for it. And I said, hey, man, really great appearance on Pardon My Take. Podcast has been great. I've listened to the Ryan episode, the Michelle episode, the Ian episode. Hey, wonderful work. So I think I might have crossed that line where I was like, I'll listen to everything you've ever done. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I can't get too much, enough of it. <laughs> I was going to start saying that. You're doing right. a little too much Well, there, I Bones. think so. Like, I think I've overplayed my hand a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and he said, thanks, brother. And he sent me a boom. Pop, you know, fist yeah. pop. And so, like, I'd like to be friends with Craig Kilborn, but can you truly be friends with somebody that you think is awesome? That's a good mm. question. And I might have crossed the line by going, yeah, these seven things you've done in the last 24 hours, listen to every bit of it. 
Every bit of all of them, and I can't get enough. I think the fact that Lunchbox is saying, that's okay, man, like, is, is not a good sign. <laughs> no, no, next, day, next thing you got to do is say, hey, you want to be friends. Lunch he, is like he's done you, this with bananas. That's how you measure I know, I know. Oh, bananas, dude, he don't talk to me. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yep. You had a chance, but you blew it because you went too hard too fast. And, like, oh. I'm trying to slow play my relationship with Craig Kilborn. I mean, too hard too fast. Bananas has been around for years, and I found that. No, you getting in with him. Oh, he, I did. When, when I got in, I, got, I went hard. And then I aggressive. met him, and it was just like, wow. He opened a tiny window for you, <laughs> and you freaking said, yeah. I own this house now. And you he, squatted in the house. <laughs> I squatted on him at that bar I saw him at, too. Like, I mean, I went up to him. I probably sat there for 20 minutes just, bananas, you're freaking him. awesome. And messaging him. Then I messaged him the next day. So I don't want to do that. And the day right? after that. Yeah, oh, you might have uh, already no, done no, that. No, no. I think you're okay. Borderline. I'm borderline. You're borderline, but just bring it back. Bring it back a little bit. Hey, yeah, maybe just th- reply and be like, hey, man, I don't listen to everything you do. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. you start backtracking. <laughs> don't I mean, like, on no, DM, don't do you're that. like, but it's yeah. all right here, man. Don't do that. Bro, I'm, I'm cool, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a picture of me being cool here. Yeah. No, no, no. See, like, this is me listening to something you're not on. You know what I mean? That's funny. I bet one day y'all. Here's a list of all things I've listened to that you're not on in the last 24 hours. That's funny. Um, but I, that's pretty cool, but I think I hit that line where I was kind of cringing at myself going, you went too far. Mm-hmm. By going, you're really great on this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. So that's happening now. Um, I, got a few, I wrote down OCD, <laughs> which I wonder why I wrote that down. I have some minor OCD tendencies, and I think I've controlled them pretty well. But I walk in the building here. And I say hi to everybody walking in. I say, I see the group, the glass room, the executives. I go, morning, ladies, or whatever I say. Executives. What? I the do. executives. I do. I say, morning, ladies. We walk in. They're all sitting in the room. Mike D's, you know, doing his thing. And I you know, walk in the room. But I have this superstition of if anybody says anything to me as I walk from that door to my chair, it's going to be a terrible show. And so that's my superstition. So hmm. nobody says anything to me. Sometimes they do, and I'm like, and everybody's like, no! But I do, until I sit down... Nobody says anything to me. And then I sit down. I'm like, what's up? Everybody good? Superstition. If I leave my house and if I don't scratch my dog's heads in the exact order, I have to go back inside the house. If I'm back in the car out and I'm like, oh, I didn't scratch Stanley the Neller's head until I have to go back in the house and do it. And so it happened this morning and I did not go back in the house. So the question is, how was the show today? Really good. Oh, I don't know. And that's not minor OCD, dude. That's major OCD. <laughs> that's major. That's it, not, that's it doesn't not, have, it do, no, it it's not major. It's not major. <laughs> it doesn't dominate my life. But it, I have heard mm. stories of folks. Oh, sure. That they can't leave their house. They got numbers. They do. Yes. They can't touch. Walk not, on cracks. I have a thing at the end of the night that I have that's a bit OCD-ish. Where I have to, you know, everybody checks all their doors and their cabinets. I get it. I have to check mine in the exact order. And if I go out of order at all, I got to go back and do it again. And I have to see it in order. Sometimes I'll finish in order, and I'm like, did I do that in order? I don't remember part of it. So I have to go do it again. Your Sharpie thing? Oh, I forget about that. Oh, yeah. I don't, because you're always doing it. And then you're like, I got to cross this off right now. Can we go Uh ahead and do this? Because I need to cross it off. I do do that. Dude, what would you do if one of them was not crossed off? Oh, you did it. He he gets us to do it. I know. We do it. He finds a marker somewhere. I I do that every day, and it's such a part of my life, I don't even think about it. It doesn't, it's not dominating my life Mm. in that it doesn't. Maybe it would. It does. Yeah, it does. A little bit. I mean, you also have a staple rule. I don't use staplers anymore. But, Why? Yeah, there's, there's not. I don't. I don't staple stuff together anymore. What happened? Nothing. I don't use. I don't need staples. <laughs> I, I start to freak out and itch. <laughs> okay, well, I forgot time. about this when Eddie said that. I was like, this is very OCD. Everything has to be blocked out, or it is not done. And if it's not blocked out, I got to do it immediately or declare we're not oh, doing boy. it. That is wild. There was a guy that I used to, we used to work with, and when we'd go to lunch. 
he would go to the bathroom and we'd purposely mess up his like where his glass was and his plates and his forks and everything and we'd be like, watch this. And he would come back and he'd always be like, that's not right. And he'd move everything back the way it was. That sucks. You gotta but, do that but, every time. But then we, Once or twice, we get it back. After the third time, he's like, all right, I know you guys are doing this to me. That's it was funny. funny. It was That's funny. hilarious. <laughs> Only three times, though? Yeah, after okay. the third, he's like, oh, all that's right. Good, yes. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the mark. I mean, that's one page that I fully marked. This is the second page of the day, and this is the third page of the day. Yeah. Oh, boy. Minor. Oh, we, we go through more Sharpies only because of me marking stuff out. Like, I have to be completely blacked out. Okay. Uh, so there's that. I want to tell you another story. Uh, my wife and I went this last weekend. It's a little embarrassing story about me. We went this last weekend to uh, uh, like a spa thing to get massages. She likes to get massages, so I try to take her. Um, I don't mind them myself. I don't love them as much as her, but I don't mind them myself. And so we go and we get one, and I'm not the classiest of, of gentlemen, but I try, and I got the robe on, and we're in the little room at the hotel that's you call the relaxation room, and... They go up and I'm, they got little, they got little nuts. They got little, um, uh, little oranges, little pieces of orange. Nice. And they got little tongs. And you take the pieces of orange and the tongs, and you, they had they had little leather, square little leather plates. So you put it on there. And so I take the plate and I put the thing on there. And I take it, went and sat down and I eat it. And she she was looking at me and she's, I, I, I could tell something was off. And think anything about it. Kept eating the oranges. Kept eating the, the little nuts. And then I went back and filmed my plate again. Same plate. I put an orange and nuts. Sit down. Sit down, eat the oranges and nuts again. And she's looking at me, and she goes, "Hey, what, what you got? What you got there?" And I was still eating more oranges. I'm like, "Oranges and nuts." And she's like, "Yeah, what's that plate?" I said, "I don't know. It's a little leather plate. It's fancy." Huh? She goes, "That's a coaster, dude." <laughs> <laughs> you used a coaster for. I using a coaster as a plate for a long time. Um, mm. So I, I did. I don't use coasters, and I just thought it was a fancy plate. A oh. coaster doesn't even exist in my thought process of that being something, and so. That is my classy story from the spa. Spa. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call it. I was going to say massage house. Can't take oh, you no, anywhere. Don't say that. It's a brothel. That sounds <laughs> different. It's good. It's why it I don't is say a massage brothel. House. Yeah. And massage house. If you man. say like massage house, huh. I feel like that's code for something. Really? I would have just thought it's a place you get a massage. <laughs> a house. I don't know about that. Um, Raymundo, I think you have an excellent. We're going to wrap this because we've gone over. But I think you have a good idea for a bit that I do want to do on the show. Mm -hmm. Ray wants us to bet, and we're going to probably we'll do it on DraftKings or whatever. And I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, kind of pivot this a little bit. But he thinks we should all go in together on like a team. Yeah. And go then, ahead. We, then we follow that team the whole year, and if it wins, we win because odds are you can get a team for good odds before the season because you don't even know what's happened yet. Yeah. So I'll pull up the app here. So Ray's bit was. College football, we only do. We should only do one. Yeah, no, let's do NFL because I was just saying if you parlay it, that's when we can win the real money. But There's... I don't want. I don't want to parlay it though. Yeah, because that's just confusing. I would like to. We could do it off air, but with our listeners, we just should root for one team. Exactly. And this is what I think. I love it. That we should do. Let me try to find the odds here. What we do is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are nine of us. What do you want? A hundred. No. Oh, that'd be awesome. Let's go. We could figure out the number. Let's say it was 25 bucks, right? Everybody, everybody has 25 bucks. Let's just say we, we together brought in 250. Everybody suggests a team that be our team. <laughs> we draw the team out. NFL or college? NFL. We draw the team out. All our 25s go onto that team. We bet it. That's the team we follow all season. And if we win, they win it all, the end. Good luck. But Amy could come in 
and she could go, you know what? And I don't want you to look at any odds or any any betting. You guys. I don't even you, know how to look at that. I already exactly. know them. Exactly. But Amy could go, I like the Carolina Panthers. Well, let's say we picked the Panthers and we put 250 bucks on it and they won the Super Bowl. That would pay out $32,000. <laughs> let's go. Bad. Okay. But now the Panthers aren't really a team that ex- is expected to win. But but the number one team is Buffalo as far as the betting goes. If you bet 250 bucks on it, you win $1,700. So even the best team pays out pretty good. Is this something that you guys would like to do? Yes. Sure. I'm always down to gamble. 100%. I mean, who wants in for 25 bucks? Or do we want to do less or more? Less? Look, more? You get, I'm in for whatever you guys want to do. I mean, we could be putting this towards the lottery, probably a better investment. I but. Okay, everybody good for who's who's good for twenty five? Say aye. Aye. Well, that's confusing aye. to me. Who's not good for twenty? Who doesn't want to do it? Say aye. Okay, who wants to? Who has a, uh, I can do it on my account. That's fine. What we'll do is we'll come in the air tomorrow, the next day, whatever. We'll draw it. You can all Venmo me the money. I'll put it on. Oh, so it's. Is it okay? We're gonna draw one team. One team. We're gonna all suggest a team, and then um, we're gonna draw one. We'll draw it, and that's our team all year. To win the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. We gotta bet on to win the Super Bowl. All right. Good. Everybody good on that bit? Ray, that's a good bit. What's the total Ray, money? Uh, Count uh, the people, Eddie. 100. Can't do the math. It's only going to be if it's 9. 275. 225. 225. Because yeah. for, for so every four 10. people is 100. Does Kevin want to do it? Oh, can my do gosh, it? guys. Oh, I thought we were doing 50. I'm, we can do 50? Oh, let's do 50. I'm in. Why? We, we why? do 50, and we do a little bit of a long shot. You're looking at a haul of about $15,000. Well, um. We don't have to do a long per shot. Per person? I'm not saying a long shot. I'm saying a nice little sweet spot in the middle. You can pick a favorite. You can pick a... Okay, 50. Everybody go 50? Yes. Don't send me any money yet. We're going to do it all at once, and we'll bet it, and then we'll follow them oh all Oh, my year. gosh. I can't wait. But you can put in any team. Okay, I don't, can, 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 no, no. What, why no is he, convincing is he people. This is what Eddie's going to do. He's going to tell you what team he wants you no, to put I'm in. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just do some That's research. Do. Don't no. just do some research. But don't be... No. Just follow your heart. There's an obvious one we should pick. No. Tom Brady. See? See? Oh, but you know what? That's great. I don't think the Bucks are a bad bet. They're like the second favorite. Yeah. So. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt if I commit money and then you guys pick a team that I'm not going to want at all. We're not going to draw a team. Oh. So we go all in and like that's who we cheer for. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Like, yeah, it'll be buy awesome. buy hats. And- yes, and you're going to watch every Sunday. Oh, We're not going to. I'm not buying a hat. You're crazy. Buy a um, jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go. This went long, but it's good. Thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. 
I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.